When it's all said and done. When the pads are all packed up. The refs have packed away the whistles. And the parking lots are empty. One show with three obsessive fans still want to have their say. And because this is Triple M, and because we really don't give a rat, we say, why the hell not? Rugby league. Please welcome AH, Chris and Rose. We are in for something special tonight. This is the back row. Footy from the cheap seats on Triple M. Hello, hello. G'day. Fun game there. Uh, the Parramatta Eels getting it up over the West Tigers in the end at ANZ Stadium. Big thanks to the Triple M call team, Dan Ganane, Gordon Tallis, Ryan Girdler, Billy Harrigan and Brent Reid on the sideline. This is the back row with AH and Rose. Chris Gale is uh, away Ooh, today. He's nice. away today. So for now, we're just two footy fans <laughs> who are now rededicated to our commitment to respect women. So inspired were we by a few dashes of pink on the field this Week. Amazing stuff. We did it, guys. We fixed sexism. <laughs> no, but, but in all seriousness and in the spirit of the round, a huge congratulations to the New South Wales women's state of origin side who just did us incredibly proud today at Wynn Stadium in Wollongong, beating Queensland 22-6 to in the Interstate Championship. Go the Blues! Go the Blues! 2017 worked out in the end. Yeah. I'm A.H. Kaylee. Andrew Rose, not a girl, not yet a woman. How are you going? <laughs> I'm good, thank you, A.H. It's an interesting week. No, Chris Gale. We're like the naughty kids. <laughs> And the dad's gone away for the weekend. We're going to get into the liquor cabinet and have a good time. Yeah, I'm going to like get a root and then break the the glass coffee table. Yeah, he's up. Oh, God, what am I going to (laughs) do? Chris is up in uh, Hawaii doing some scouting for the uh, Balmain Tiger, the West Tigers, Mm -hmm. for uh, potential new grounds. I think he's going to call in later and give us his tips. Yes, we're here until 8 o'clock. Dennis Carnahan from Rugby League the Musical and composer of perennial classic That's in Queensland. Mm -hmm. He's going to be joining us from 7 o'clock, but in this hour, Rose, you. You went to the dark side this week and you lent a hand to the AFL. So I'll be booing and jeering wildly when we talk about that. And Chris will be calling in long distance from Hawaii for our tipping comp, Just the Tip. But up next, Gus v. The Blues. What do you think about a club ban on rep games? We're keen to hear your thoughts. One triple three five three. Stick around. This is the back row on Sydney's Triple M with AH and Rose. Chris Gale is away. He's in Hawaii. Hawaii. Because his life is so hard. Uh, but he will be calling in a little <laughs> bit later for our tipping comp segment, Just the Tip. Now, look, uh, the women's State of Origin side won today. They beat Queensland at Wynn Stadium in Wollongong. Woo! Best Woo. stadium, best area, uh, best gender. Uh, they beat them t- <laughs> 22 to 6. But, of course, the post-boy origin saga <laughs> Boy origin. Boy origin. (laughs) Yeah. It continues in the state of New South Wales. Uh, Queensland has largely forgotten about it, but Gus Gould, um, whose whose name has been thrown back into the hat by some, Mm. or back into the ring, whatever, to to return as coach. He was New South Wales' most successful origin coach. Mm -hmm. He's putting a kibosh on Panthers players being selected for origin, Rose. He is. Look, I I think a lot of this talk is to do with Nathan Cleary. Like, young Nathan Cleary, he's 19 years old. He's been playing out of his shoes this season. And a lot of people have done the obvious thing when they see Nathan Cleary performing well, which is put him in a jumper. Put Mm. him in a blues jumper. He should be playing Origin. And uh, look, Matty Johns came out uh, on Grill Team this week and and talked a little bit about this. And and Gus Gould has basically said, I'm going to stop Penrith Panthers players from playing Origin if I have to. Right, And he's, he's taking a bit of a fatherly role here with with young Nathan, and he's saying that uh, the, the young guy's not ready for origin yet. And I think what Matty was trying to say on the grill team is that uh, you need to be a certain level of develop to be able to, in the middle of a club season, 
be able to change and, and build chemistry with these other players and, and get it done on the origin field. And someone like Nathan Cleary is, is a bona fide Blues player. Yep. In time. In time. In time. Because he's what? He's he, uh, 19. 19. He's 19 now. So he'll yeah. be 20 next year when, when, when he'll be called up for origin if he is. Yeah. I can't think of anyone off the top of my head, but I imagine there aren't too many sort of teenage or 20-year-old origin players because the whole point is you have to prove yourself. Yeah. To Actually, if you know, I mean, I, I yeah. should have thought to look it up. One, <laughs> one triple three five three. Have we had any players of that age in origin before or is it literally just, you know, Mitchell Pierce? <laughs> Who else do we have as an option? Nathan Cleary. Sure, he's 20, whatever. Check him in. I like that, AH. We don't have Google, but we do have callers. So we yeah. can just ask the callers to answer our questions. Why not? <laughs> no, I like it. It's a good plan. Uh, look, I kind of agree with Maddie here. He is a little young and he is the future of, of the Blues, but... You know, that that must be a lot of weight on a 20-year-old so and 19-year-old. So much pressure. Yeah. The future of the blue, you know. Yeah. So yeah. much pressure. But we've got to do something. I mean, we can't keep losing every year, or can we? I think we're <laughs> getting used to it. <laughs> uh, we did in 2014. That's, yeah, that's true. Say. That's true. Look, uh, you know, I, I think time will tell with Nathan, and he's having he's got a great uh, career ahead of him in rugby league. I, I do actually have to agree that I think it's a little too soon yeah. to, to chuck him up to that kind of responsibility. And also, I think Gus wants him to perform for the Panthers. Yeah, and fair enough, too. Yeah. Well, look, do you have any thoughts on that? Do you have any thoughts on the idea of completely putting a, a total club ban on your players for representative games? One triple three five three. This is Triple M Sydney. AH and Rose hosting the back row. Chris Gale is absent, but um, he'll be calling in a bit later for our tipping comp, Just the Tip. He'll be calling in from Hawaii. Fair Hawaii. enough. Now, look, we've been talking about um, the, the Gus Gould versus the Blues situation, yes. uh, him sort of proposing a ban on Panthers players, which really is about protecting Nathan Cleary because he's yeah. the logical choice. He's only 19. He'll only be 20 come next year, and he thinks it's a bit too soon. And we couldn't actually think off the top of our head of any other players that young who have done Origin. Colin from Seven Hills. You have one. Yeah, uh, it's kind of ironic, guys, because the guy that holds the record for the youngest uh, Blues Origin player will hold the record for the uh, for the rest of time because uh-huh. now there is an actual age limit. Suspense is and, killing me. And the ironic thing is, it's none other than Mitchell Field. <laughs> <laughs> Gus oh, is right. No. Gus is right. There you go, <laughs> Colin. Uh, Thanks, Colin. Thanks so yeah. much, mate. Uh, and Peter from Ramsgate, you, we've just heard about Mitchell Pierce. Was there another one that you can think of, a very young origin player? Yes, but it was a Queenslander. Ah, right. Oh, who cares then? Ben Eichen, ben Eichen was 18. 18, oh, really? young Ben Eichen. There you go, young Benny boy. He scored that game as well. So. Ah, good oh, point. Thank you, Peter. Okay, well, yeah, does Mitchell Pierce prove the rule? Uh, ben Eichen yeah. exclude the rule? We'll see. Peter, thanks for your call. <laughs> uh, and Darren from Manly, I hate Manly, oh. uh, is, is on the line. You say that Gus is quite short-sighted with this um, proposal that he's made. Yeah, I do. I think, um, I mean, in origin, if, I think if, if you're good enough, you're, you're old enough. And right. I think everyone knows that. Um, but the thing with Gus Gould for me is, I mean, he's supposedly the New South Wales best ever coach. Mm-hmm. And if the culture's so bad and so many people are talking about who should coach, if he's if he's worth his salt, he should be stepping forward to try and fix it himself. So Right. So you think, you, you think you'd vote for Gus to be the coach again for the Blues? Well, well I, I think if, if he's his guru that he says he is mm. and, and everyone expects him to be, then... Surely the Blues are at their time of need. So if he's if he's a man worth anything and, and, and his reputation counts for anything, then he should be stepping forward to try and help rather than mm. try and distance his players from the whole situation. That's pretty... But do you think it, it, it to say, look, I think uh, things aren't right there, is it your responsibility to have to step in and fix something if you can identify a problem that everyone else is identifying as well? 
I don't think it's anyone's responsibility, but but if if they talk about passion for for state of origin, which obviously Queensland's got plenty of it, mm. and and I think if Queensland were in a similar situation and if their best ever coach was still available, yeah. rather than sit back and try and stop his players from playing, he'd be he'd want to be involved to try and. Fix it. So. Yeah. Well, you make a valid point there. And the two callers before you, uh, mate, were, were, you know, gave us two examples from both teams of young players that have got into Origin and, and, and done what they were required to do. I like the idea of Gus Gould becoming the coach and not picking Nathan Cleary because he's trying to protect him. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's genius. Yeah, because ultimately, I mean, Darren, you say, like, if you're, if you're ready for Origin, you're old enough. But, of course, we're talking in terms of ready, like, a, as a player. Yep. But that doesn't necessarily mean mentally ready. And yeah. I think Gus... Gus focuses more than I think many other people in the game on the welfare of players. I think also and that's Gu- his perspective. Yeah, and Gus is looking long-term here. I think he sees Nathan Cleary as a star of origin. I just don't think he wants to see him get caught up in what some people maybe think Mitchell Pearce has been caught up in in origin, mm. which is too young. He yeah. started too young, the pressure's too high, and it's not easy to build chemistry with other players from other teams you've been smashing in the face all year mm. with only a couple of weeks to go for the game. I think that takes a certain level of maturity that we need to get in the Blues to get some more wins, I think. I don't know if Nathan's the, the answer right now. But you make a very valid point, Darren. Yeah, you do, Darren. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, Yeah, look, this is the back row with AH. (laughs) Not with Chris. Well, Chris will be here soon. Chris will be here soon (laughs) uh, on Triple M Sydney. Stick around. The back row on Triple M Sydney uh, with AH and Rose. Chris Gale is away. He's going to be joining us uh, after this segment, though, for our tipping comp, Just the Tip. Mm. And then after 7 o'clock, Dennis Carnahan of Rugby League the Musical is going to be guest hosting up until 8 o'clock when we will say goodbye. Now, look, if there's one thing people know about me from listening to this show or just having walked past me on the street (laughs) uh, is that I adhere to the completely cliched and parochial hatred of AFL purely on the basis that I am a league fan. Don't even get me started on Union, though. That one is legit. Stuff rugby league and the private school boys it rides in on. Mm. Um, <laughs> but, Rose, you don't feel that way about AFL. In fact, you rather like it. Um, well, you know, if, if we're talking about AFL, I am a staunch rugby league fan. I was born and raised in the city of Sydney, and you have to kind of be a rugby league boy where mm-hmm. I grew up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't mind AFL. My sister's a huge Swans fan. She's been a Swans member for a long time, so she goes to a lot of it. But this week, I, I got to try something different. Um, uh, you know, I'm the game day DJ for the Bulldogs. I've have been yep. for the last couple of years, and uh, this week I was roped in to do the Swans v St Kilda game at the SCG last night. You went to the dark side. I went. Oh, oh my God. here we go. You had that waiting, didn't you, Felix? <laughs> Just to piss me off. Thank you, Just Felix. Just to piss you off. <laughs> right. Here I am at an AFL game. Here's what it sounds like hanging out at a Swans game. Uh, yes, I did go to the dark side. I was uh, called over by a good friend of mine, Andrew, who'd uh, worked a Bulldogs game earlier in the season, liked what I did and said, hey, do you want to come around? It's Pride Round, really great round. Mm. A lot of people were there. It was so cold. So for Pride Round, they thought, did, like, did they bring you in for Pride Round? Were they like, it's Pride Round, we need a DJ. I mean, well, we could get Stereogamous. We could get any of the heaps gay DJs. <laughs> that would be good. Uh, you know, any of, any of the sort of queer club nights in Sydney. No, you know what? Let's get Andrew Rose. <laughs> hey, look, I, I have my finger on the pulse of all different types of music and they needed someone who knew what to do. And also, they needed right. someone who could communicate with the fans. We put right. a so word it wasn't out. about pride, round. It was it was about just getting someone great in for someone who understood what the the fans and stuff that were there wanted from a pride round, right? So we okay. kind of we kind of put the message out to the fans during the week. What do, what would you want to hear at a pride round? And the responses were great. Devola, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, you know, it was an interesting experience. I was definitely being wooed 
by the swans. I'd say I was being wooed. They were trying to trying to woo me over to the dark side a yeah, little bit. Right. And then, uh, you know, they gave me a nice box, uh, you know, my own personal box with a TV, which I immediately put on the NRL. <laughs> <laughs> like all day I'm, I'm working for the swans and watching the, the, the triple header that was on Saturday. Um, look, it was a great experience. The weird thing about AFL is that during the game, you can't make any sound. You can't play any music. You can't mm. do any commentary. Just the moment the, the ball is bounced, uh, that's it. It's game day and, and the, the, the crowd make the background noise. So there's these 20, 30 minute breaks where I don't have to do anything. Right. You know, I'm more entertaining Good around the game. Good work if you can game. get it. It's great work if you can get it. But it's very deep. I started in basketball for the Sydney Kings and then went over to the Bulldogs and Rugby League. Both those games, you have to be on the ball the entire game and playing music when stoppages happen. But AFL, you just you just step away for like 20, 30 minutes every couple right. every couple breaks. So um, it was a really good experience. The crowd was great. It was a party in there. We had some George Michael and Hell Prince yeah. and yeah. Kylie Minogue. People were really into the music and having a great time. And I had, I enjoyed myself. It's not as dark as I thought it would be over there on the dark on side. The dark they're, side. Very, they're very nice. Now, of course, pressing question for anyone who listens to this show. Did you play Sweet Caroline? Okay, so... Sweet Caroline is actually the one thing in the game that's out of my hands, right? So, <gasps> I love that! So they have Sweet Caroline, they play Sweet Caroline and they have the lyrics up on the screen oh, cool. with the little bouncy ball, which is always very hard when they do that bit where he goes, touching me, touching you, because it's kind of not in time and everyone yeah. doesn't know when to sing it. Uh, but, you know, they still did it and I kind of sat back and let it happen. But inside I was thinking, terrible choice. Oh, it's because you're an idiot. This is the back row on Triple M Sydney. <laughs> That song was talking to us. Yeah, we are so good. It's true. This is the back row on Triple M Sydney. The time, Felix, don't yell at me. The time is 6.55, but it's also time for... I'm just going to give you a little bit of awkward silence. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> now on Triple M's back row. Just the tip. Whoa. Just the tip. Oh, jeez. Just the tip. Just the tip. Bobbity boo, ladies and gentlemen, and with Chris Gale in the jungles of Hawaii, I have to say, a tip away, a tip away, a tip away, a tip away. Chris Gale is joining us live on the phone from Hawaii. Hello, Chris, are you there? You certainly hope I'm there. I don't know if I want to talk to you, Rose. It sounds like you're saying you're liking AFL now. What, what are you doing? Look, I'm not liking AFL. I'm just working for AFL, okay? They're paying me to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. I heard it all. It's a bit of a party. The people having a great time. Dot, dot, dot. Anyway. <laughs> How's the Donovan Frankenrider concert going? I hear you're at one oh. of those. <laughs> well, as, as you know, I've, I'm serving double purpose over here in Hawaii. I'm investigating opportunities for my poor West Tigers to bring a game to Hawaii next year because it's certainly not working for them out of the A&D Stadium. <laughs> no. And... Uh, Listen, you heard it here first. Donovan Frankenrider for the grand final entertainment. Oh. In <laughs> He's that it's gripping, is he? Way. It's only like a bit of folksy, bluesy, rootsy stuff. <laughs> Oh, we know how much you love that, Chris. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad you're having such a great time, Chris. I'm glad you've been able to take the time out to do the footy tips with us for another week. So let's get straight into it. Thursday night at Suncorp Stadium. It's the Panthers versus the Doggies. Chris Gale, who are you going for? Chris Gale. I think the Panthers are very much the real deal. I'm, I'm still stunned by the fact that your Dragons put on 50 AH. Crazy. But the Panthers need to win. They will win. The Dogs, they've had the line rule through their season. 
Do you know what? My 74-year-old dad texted me. He like he had to take a nap shortly after the game started. He texted me about how angry he was that we stuffed up and let Manly get 30 points. Like, we beat them by 22 points, Dad. Yep. He was, he was genuinely mad about it. Um, and I can't wait to be that old and feel mad about stuff as well. I'm going for the Bulldogs. Oh, AH back and the doggies. I think this is the beginning of the end for us. Goodbye, doggies. And I am... Picking the Panthers. I'm Wolf. just. I'm. Just, I want to just jump off, and I don't know. I reckon. No, I, I believe know. in I you. I'm I like that shot. pick. I'm, I'm. I'm happy for you there. Uh, Friday night, Mount Smart the, the, Stadium. The, the beginning of the end, did you say? The beginning of the end. <laughs> okay, the end of the end. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Friday night, Mount Smart Stadium. The Warriors versus the Sharky Boys. Go Sharky Boys. You love the Sharky I Boys. Love the Sharky Chris. Boys. Chris. Look, I think you have to go with your head on this and that Cronulla have something to play for and the Warriors have got dip. And even though with home turf, I think the Sharky boys will get it. I agree with you, Chris Gow. Sharky boys for me as well. The other game on Friday, ANZ Stadium. It's the Eels versus the Broncos. Yeah, look, I mean, even with their performance tonight, I think I'm going to go Broncos. Okay. Chris Gale. Look, the, the Broncos are really showing something. Super coach uh, Bennett is out there giving Newcastle advice how to run their team, and everybody's loving that. He's reinvented Benji Marshall. So there are rumours of contract disputes. The Broncos are irresistible. There are three words why they're irresistible right now Jimmy the Jet. Oh, yes. Look, the Eels uh, just got a, a one up on you boys uh, just earlier today, the Tigers. I don't think that's enough. Everyone's talking about the Eels having a run to the finals. I, they didn't show me enough today. I think the Broncos are going to handle them. Comfortably. Saturday, we've got three games. McDonald. Oh, Chris, go on. Bloody Hawaii. Oh, just what we're going to say, and I hear that Luke Brooks might have taken a shot at Mitchell Moses. That yeah. must be amazing. Yes, it was. Yeah, <laughs> stuff's going to be weird around the coffee table tonight. <laughs> yeah. uh, next game, Rose. That's yes. Sure. Uh, Saturday at McDonald Jones Stadium, it's the Knights versus the Dragons. Go the Dragons. Yes, Chris Gale. The St. George Illawarra Dragons Steelers will prevail. Thank you. Nine tries by the Dragons today, all by individual players. Nightingale, Lafay, Widdop, Aitken, Host, Vaughan, Nightingale. Oh, they're two by Nightingale, Aitken again, and Dufty. Nine tries, no. the Dragons, it cannot <laughs> in- be stopped. Good interpretation of those stats that you did there, Apparently then. there's two Nightingales <laughs> on the Dragons. Right, two uh, <laughs> Okay, we're all, we're all back in the Dragons. Saturday, ANZ, the Rabbits versus the Raiders. is the best new name in rugby league, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Saturday, shut up, Chris. Saturday, ANZ Stadium, Rabbits versus Raiders. I'm going to go the Raiders. <laughs> Chris? Yeah, this is this is two teams bereft of hope. Um, listen, you would th- think that all Honolulu would want to talk about is the Tigers coming to play here, but in fact, all they want to talk about is what's happened to Ricky Stewart. <laughs> the current betting is the fine will be 25 grand Ooh. and that he will be held fully accountable. And I think the Raiders will do it for Ricky. Ooh, okay, Chris. I am backing the Rabbits there to have a bit of a comeback, but we will be discussing uh, Ricky Stewart and his naughty ways when Dennis comes into the studio a little bit later. We will, yes, and Dennis Carnahan from Rugby League the Musical joins us to replace Chris, who, of course, we are speaking to from Hawaii. Yes, from a Donovan Frankenrider. Can you tell Hawaii's really gotten to him? He's really delayed with all his responses. He's calmed down. Bong Uh, on, Chris. Bong on. Saturday night, Allianz (laughs) Stadium. It's the last game on Saturday, Triple Header. It's the Roosters v. the Cowboys. Chris Gale... Cowboys. <laughs> well, you're sipping a mojito there or something. I think he was just messing with Cowboys. us. Cowboys. The, the, the tipple of choice is a Mai Tai. Ah, right. <laughs> form of martial arts, but I got that wrong. <laughs> A-H. I'm going for the Roosters, and I'll have what Chris is having. Uh, I will be backing the Cowboys. Sunday, two games, uh, AME Stadium. It's the Storm versus Manly. Okay, so I have written down, I don't know, with question marks on either side. Normally, okay. of course, I would go Storm, but with Billy Slater and Chris Smith out, mm-hmm. and Manly, like, yes, they lost against 
my team by a lot today, but it was a it was a high scoring loss. They still got thirty. I don't know. Okay, well let's go to Chris while you decide. By the way, what do you think of Chris Smith's Are they performance? At Land? Uh, no, they're playing yeah, at Amy. Chris Smith, I mean. <laughs> Did I just say that? Playing at Amy. Did I say Chris Smith? That's Chris Smith. <laughs> oh, love me some two GB. <laughs> yeah, they're playing at Amy, Chris. Smith. Amy. Look, I think that uh, Melbourne could win with Christmas playing, so I'll go Shut Melbourne. Shut up! I am also going the Storms. Yeah. Uh, oh. I am. I think it's going to be close, but I'm going to go the Storm just because I don't want to risk dropping any further down. Fair enough. We will do the scores quickly after this. Uh, Sunday, the last game, Seabus Super Stadium. It's the Titans versus the Tigars. Titans. Ooh, the Titans, Chris. <laughs> how do you how do you feel about your boys' performance today? You almost got tipped there. You almost won it. It was really really difficult. I had the choice between listening to the drum solo in the Frank and Ryder concert and watching the score uh, tick over in the last ten minutes, and unfortunately. I got the worst of both worlds. I heard the drum solo and I saw the Tigers go down. <laughs> Brutal. Thank you, Corey Norman. <laughs> well, let's just do the scores really quickly. Guys, you are back in tied position on second point, uh, second place. Both of you are on 88 points, A.H. Kelly and Chris Gale. Great. And now, guys, it's bad news. I've got another point in head. Oh. Now up front by seven points on Jesus. 95 points. It's yours truly. Applause. Applause. Yeah. Applause. Enjoy that, Hawaii. Applause. Thank you so much, Chris, for joining us for tipping. I hope I hope you survive your Hawaii trip and say hi to Donovan for me. Well, it's really, really nice of you guys to have me on the show. I've been a big fan, you know, long-time <laughs> fan, first-time caller. Uh, and, and please give Dennis Carnahan a big hug for me because hopefully he'll pass that on to Sticky Stewart. And I think they should crowdfund the $25,000 fine. He will inevitably pay... I'll see you all next week. All right, see you next week. Bugger off, Chris. And yes, Dennis Carnahan from Rugby League, the musical, will be joining us just after seven uh, to fill Chris's shoes. This is Triple M. When it's all said and done, when the pads are all packed up, the refs have packed away the whistles, and the parking lots are empty. One show with three obsessive fans still want to have their say. And because this is Triple M, and because we really don't give a rat, we say, why the hell not? Rugby League. Please welcome AH, Chris and Rose. We are in for something special tonight. This is the back row. Footy from the cheap seats on Triple M. Yes, hello friends, it's the back row here. Now I know you're used to AH introducing and saying it's AH Chris and Rose, but Chris is in Hawaii watching a Donovan Frankenrider concert of all things, and AH has gone downstairs to get our special guest for today, Dennis Carnahan from Rugby League the Musical, into the studio. So welcome to the Rose and Felix Rugby League <laughs> show. <laughs> Hey it's, Felix, it's it's bad that I don't know the first thing about rugby league. That's so what I, I like about you, though. You're not you're not you don't come in here and go, "This is my team," and I hate every other team. You're open to suggestion. I well, I now hate Manly. So <laughs> yeah, well, you've learned that much about rugby league. Do you have a team yet? You haven't really decided on one, have no, you? No, not really. I mean, from being from Canberra, I guess I'm a Raiders boy. Do, do, do they speak to you though, as a rugby league fan? When you see the green machine come on the field and do that silly Viking clap, does, <laughs> does it get you fired up? Is this the part where I say I bleed green? <laughs> oh God, please don't. <laughs> oh, that's rough. Well, I mean, I've, I think eventually you'll you'll land on a team, right? Whatever you feel. Well, we're a couple of months into this show, and give it yeah. a couple more months, and we'll find something. Yeah, give it, give it time. I'd like to uh, take this opportunity to give a special shout out to uh, Bernard Fanning, who obviously listens to the back row because last week we called him out for that atrocious acoustic single that feel good song that he decided to do before Origin 3 and my theory was reform Powderfinger and what do we see two weeks later last night at Splendour in the Grass up in Byron Powderfinger reunited
united and performed on stage. He's clearly a back row fan. He's clearly influenced by what we have to say. And Bernard, I'm proud of you. This is the back row. Triple M Sydney, the back row with AH Rose and Chris is away. So we're joined for the next hour by Dennis Carnahan of Rugby League the Musical. Hello, Dennis. Hello, AH. Hello, Rose. Hello, hello. Felix. Oh, very oh, nice. Producer Felix gets a hello. We don't make eye contact with him. <laughs> and I would prefer it if you didn't make him feel like he's going above his level. Thank you. Okay, talent to talks to talent only. Very professional intro there, We Dennis. love you, Felix. You've done radio before, haven't you? Well, as it happens, I may. <laughs> so um, you host Rugby League the Musical. You created it. You are it. How long's Rugby League the Musical been going? Ooh, look, I <laughs> probably about a decade. A decade really. now. Really? Oh, right. Maybe not quite. Mm. Um, the idea came up in about 2008, 2000. Just that name. I just loved that name. Yeah. The juxtaposition of two extremes of art. Yeah. <laughs> One being rugby league, the other being music theatre. Now, I'm not a music theatre fan. happen to be a rugby league fan. Um, so, look, just a, just it's kind of an it's kind of an in joke. It's not actually a musical. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. What, what, what I say in the show, what I say in the show is that rugby league itself has all the elements of a musical. It has it has pantomime. It has farce. Mm. It has villains. It mm, has villains heroes, heroes. It has yeah. villains, and it has treachery. And these are the things you need for a, a plot for a musical. I just put them to music. I just put what happens mm. to music, mm. and generally it's parodies and. You know, Ricky Stewart yesterday was asking for the refs to be held to account. I do that in the show. <laughs> That's true, you do. And it's interesting when you say, like, and for you at home it's not a musical, because i got to be honest, when I first heard the name, you know, do you want to come to this guy's show, Rugby League the Musical, I was like, oh, that sounds daggy. Oh, yeah. Um, Look, but people, it's, I've people been... think, people oh, sorry, think it's on. either going to be Fatty Vorton singing out of tune, wobbling his head, or it's going to be Todd McKenney saying bad things about <laughs> game he hates. And it's neither of those things. Yeah, I've been, I think I've probably been about four or five times. I've been well, to a few of Well, why don't you tell seasons. the people what it is then? Because I've never seen it. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just dog shit. <laughs> can you swear? No. <laughs> no, no. You, you can't. I, I, just can. Does. I can. I'm a cheeky bloody larrikin and I get away with it. No, look, yeah. So Rugby League, the musical, it's sort of, and it's updated throughout the season, each season, um, where you have, yeah, these sort of wonderful, hilarious songs about issues going on. So you have like Mitchell Pierce. Find me some doggy to love. That, that's my absolute favourite. I just need to tell you what? that. Some doggy to love is, is my absolute favourite. Well, see, he's been kind of trumped this year. Like, the, he hasn't really been trumped, actually. Sad. That's not fair. But um, <laughs> It's been a dogged year for him. It has been a dogged year for him. But, you know, with, with Dugason getting back on the pony <laughs> this year, the off-field misbehaviour. And also, you know, he didn't do anything illegal. There were some people in some Kiwis in Canberra who did some, some illegal stuff. And that's, you know, there's off-field misbehaviour still going on. Yes. Yeah. Look, probably your most famous song from Rugby League the Musical is That's in Queensland, mm. which it that actually am I correct that that actually led to the origin selection rules being changed? I've I've never been told that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I've got to assume it. I'll certainly, I'll certainly claim it. The Daily Telegraph certainly claimed it. And once the right. Daily Telegraph claims it, it's the truth. Is that someone? There's, no, there's no question. They write the truth. <laughs> the Daily Telegraph once about an old show I had on the ABC had the whole, I hope taxpayers aren't paying for this filth. And they were correct on that as well. So. <laughs> now, Dennis, a lot of people that uh, write music and, you know, put on performances, they can come across writer's block. Do you ever ever find yourself lacking with uh, potential for new songs in rugby league? <laughs> no, not, my problem is keeping up. Oh, really? That's the issue. Like, I, I had a song, you know, two years ago, um, Glenn, Glenn Stewart took a dive and went on camera with um, Steve Hart and said, yeah, mate, I took a dive. I yep. took a dive. I could see I wasn't going to get to the bloke. I 
went into his shoulder. I dived over. I got the free. You know, we got a free. They had tried this allowed. Yeah. I took a dive. Right. So to the tune of um, the BGs staying alive, yes. I did taking a dive. <laughs> Made a little film clip about it. But this year I've had to revise the whole thing because we've had Trent, um, not Trent, DCE. Right. He's been diving. We've had Gal diving. Mm. Last year in Origin, Woods did the best dive ever, although he didn't get a penalty for it. <laughs> so I have to I have to keep revising things. And the DCE song, which I actually sung on the grill team, which is to the tune of uh, Frankie Valli's uh, Cherry Baby. Yes. Um you know, that's first it was about his haircut, then it was about him doing the backflip, and now why does Queensland hate him? Mm, yes. DCE, yeah. I mean, it's it's this it's he's socially strange, right? It's something to do with his media yeah, training. So's Cooper. Yeah, yeah. I guess maybe he doesn't mix with the boys well. Who knows what's well, going on at Queensland? Cooper. So. <laughs> That's an odd couple, though. I'd see a sitcom with those two living in an apartment in Queensland. Absolutely. Imagine that. (laughs) The dull couple. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Look, and Rugby League, the musical, you do have a show. It's a mid-season... Mid-season review. Going to go through Origin, go through a little bit of the Dive Gate, go through a little bit of uh, Cherry Evans Gate, go through all sorts of things. All the gates, Mm, going through all the gates, gates. and that's July 28th. So this coming Friday... (laughs) This coming Friday, Bridge Hotel, Roselle. In Roselle, opposite the old Tigers Club, the uh, the meth lab. Yeah, well, look, the plan was to put Rugby League musical on as a big full-on show with, you know, cast of thousands all singing, all dancing mm-hmm. at Tiger's Leagues Club, but that got kiboshed <laughs> because Tiger's... So we'll cut it down to a one-man show at, uh, at the bridge because <laughs> of, of budgets. Now, of course, Dennis, you are an enormous Canberra Raider fans, unapologetic, uh, and we will be talking about that game that we had last night in just a bit. But yes. first, I thought we should hear a selection from Dennis Carnahan's Rugby League, the musical. And actually now, given what happened last night, it's quite a pertinent choice. This is You Can't Touch Smith. 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 Cam, 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 Cam Smith. It's just so good. Makes Jerry something say, oh my lord, thank you for giving me such good advice as a referee. It's fine when you hold them down. He's a referee's whisperer from Melbourne town. It's known as such. Cameron Smith is the one the referees can't touch. I'm telling you, boys. You can't touch Smith. Yeah, that's how it is, and you know. You can't touch Smith. Look into his eyes, man. You can't touch Smith. Listen to the way he talks. You can't touch Smith. Look at him kick. So true. Slips when he kicks, and he still gets to He'll kick it to you in your seat. Even when you're sledging him, he smiles so sweet. He's trolling. So calm. Then he'll do a chicken when the thigh days on. Like that. Like that. Cam likes to wrestle people on their back, and I think it's too much. Cameron Smith is the one the referees can't touch. Yo, I told you, man. You can't touch Smith. He's a clean skin. You can't touch Smith. Stop. Cameron time. Ennis tapped him on the head. It made Craig Bellamy just see red. Now I know that that doesn't take much. But Bellamy says Cameron Smith, he can't touch. You can't touch Smith. You can't touch Smith. Touch me. You can't touch me. Rock and roll. Rock and roll on the Rock and Roll station. Uh, this is the back row with A.H. Rose and Dennis Carnahan filling in for Chris Gale tonight on Triple M Sydney. How are you, Dennis? Not as sulky as Chris. I love how you're... <laughs> but Chris definitely doesn't come to the mic with a mouthful of gummy bears. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what are they, jelly babies? He's well, a little he should. Bit, yeah, he's he a little should. bit more professional than you. Yeah. yeah that would stop him sounding quite so sulky, maybe. <laughs> 
Jesus Christ. I hope he's over in Hawaii listening right now going, I am not sulky. (laughs) Righteous indignation. Well, look, speaking of sulky, yes, uh, Ricky, that game last night, Raiders and the Storm, what was that? Sticky Ricky Stewart is having a whinge once again. Now we had the the Raiders versus the uh, Storms last night. There was a couple injuries coming out of it. Cam Smith, an inflammation of a pectoral strain, which apparently he's carried for about four weeks now. Because can we can just pause the words. Can we just pause for a moment? Cameron Smith got injured. Yeah, Doesn't can't touch Smith. It never happens. Something's no. wrong. Someone's getting fired from the robotics lab. It's a, it's an week. interesting time for the Storm to be dropping players because you know we're rolling towards the finals and they've had yeah. such a strong season. And the other and obviously the the clear big talk today coming out of that game is the hit that Cia Soliola put on Billy Slater in that game, absolutely knocking his socks off, mm. uh, and he had to be stretched away. Gave a thumbs up on the way out, so it wasn't as bad is as it could. Billy or Cia? <laughs> I think both. No. <laughs> Even yeah. in slow mo, it was fast. Like that yeah. was. Insane. It was a brutal, a brutal hit, and the ref had to make a call on the spot, and he called to put it on report, but not send him off. Even though the crowd was quite unanimously, that's clearly a send off, which yeah. is a bit of a, a weird uh, territory these days in rugby league. When is the send off? Do uh, you know? Do you just put them on report, or do you send players off? The ref decided to keep Sear on, uh, and then uh, you know the the storm went on to win the game without Cam or, or uh, the Billy the Kid, uh, and then afterwards, Tricky Ricky in, in true Tricky Ricky form. Gets on in front of the in front of the media and says well, they were robbed. Dennis Carnahan comment. <laughs> um, look, I think basically what it was was uh, Sia has gone. You know what? We're gone for the season. Right. We're done. I'm taking someone with me. <laughs> and I, I know he'll hopefully he'll turn up the judiciary. His defence will be the not his go defence. Right. Um, and as a one-eyed Raiders supporter, how do you feel about that hit, Dennis? Um, look, having been terrorised by Billy Slater as a Raiders fan, as a New South Wales fan, it's a terrible thing. It should be taken out of the game, but Sia should have gone. Yeah. No question. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Unquestionably. I would rather see um, the Raiders beat Slater rather than yes. like, like yeah. beat him on the scoreboard rather than you know, yeah. thusly. With a stick. <laughs> you know, and we did. When we beat the Storm last year, he didn't play. Yeah. Um, but they did have Cam and Coops. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there's no question. He should have gone. I <laughs> The process, and yeah. this is this is what yeah. Ricky was going on about, and he, and and he, there is no process, there is no lines. It seems like <laughs> a slap. Someone's been sent off for a slap. There's yes. been sin bin for a slap. Yes, and yet I go out and I take someone's head off, I knock them out, and I stay on the field. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. It, there is you know, consistency. There is a consistency issue. It's it's going on in rugby league, and, and I think they need to communicate a little bit more about what those base rules are for the rest. And that's rest. what Ricky mm. was saying. Ricky's actually Ricky's no, Ricky's no, not. No, no, he's he's saying, hang on, hang on. <laughs> what he's saying is he t- he has to be accountable every week. He turns up the press conference, but they are never told this was the process that happened. This referee said this because you've got to remember it's not just Chech. Yeah. There was two referees on field, two touch judges. Brian Norrie was the player in the in the booth. This is a guy who's won a premiership with the Storm. He right. was the player video ref sitting next to um well, it was Bernie Sutton was up there, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we have a decision or we go to the board. Yeah, it, was, it was Bernie. It was Horse Horse Maxwell. It was Bernie. <laughs> so you've got those six people who are experts, plus two analysts looking at it, and all of them couldn't find guidelines by which C.S. Soliotti should be sent off. Right. right. So this okay. is clearly a problem. That's what Ricky was saying. There is not transparency. There's not consistency. And they're not being held. Archer comes out and goes, oh, yeah, you know, should have been sent off. But there was a number of things that Ricky's been complaining about for years, hmm. which is... And it's basically that. Where is the process? Where is the accountability? Sure. Mm. And he was blowing up about that the the try, which was disallowed. Mm. 
um, where there was a storm player lying in the ruck. Imagine. <laughs> and, Never. and another storm player picked it up and scored. Yeah. And it was blown a try by Chech. Yeah. Then it went upstairs and they said, yeah, no try. Now, as Ricky said, had that player been tackled, they score the next play. It's a try. Yes, but in fairness, Sia Soliolo knocked out Billy Slater, was left on the field, and then he set up the following try for the Raiders to get back into the yeah, game. So like, it's a oh, give and take. I can't, I can't argue with that. He should have yeah. been off the field. No, There's that, no argument. That is fair. But do you agree that Ricky Stewart... I mean, I come from the Bulldogs uh, fan wagon where we, we had the whole Voldemort thing. Dez didn't want to talk about the refs. He named them Voldemort. And, you know, do you agree that Ricky may be a little bit too much after games that the Raiders lose, has a bit too much of a whinge about it? He... This year and last year, he's been fined 125000 in his career. Right. Which means yes. He, there, was, there was no <laughs> fines this year. And I seriously wonder, with Ricky's headspace, whether he's gone, you know what, we're done. We're not even mathematical now. Right. Or maybe okay. they were still mathematical last night, but we're done. Right. I'm going to blow. I'm, I've got a whole season of strain. And, and there is, you know... There's a lot of perception in sport. In the NFL, there's been studies written on this that the underdog gets the, the rough end yep. of the 50-50 call. Sure. There's a lot of psychology in that. Mm. And uh, I think Ricky was just saying this, you know, that happens if you've got more transparency, more process. And the process is then said, this was what happened and who said what. Yep. That's what he wants. Mm. I like it. Okay, so we've talked a lot about after the game. But there was plenty that happened during the game, wasn't there? Oh. Dennis Carnahan of Rugby League, the musical. <laughs> yes, there was. Would you like me to sing about it or talk about oh, it? Oh, would you? <laughs> Raiders and the storm. <laughs> what the hell went wrong? With Cooper knocking on <laughs> And Smith and Slater gone And Monster in the bin Still we couldn't win <laughs> Raiders and the Storm See it should have gone Agreed. Agreed Is a slap worse than a high shot Yes Ricky blew a few Raiders lose and lose. Our final chances now are all mathematical. Raiders and the storm. Raiders and the storm. Oh, Oh, yes. Dennis Carnahan, Rugby League Musical. Raiders and the Storm. And, of course, you have a show um, this coming Friday, July 28th at the Bridge Hotel in Roselle. How much are tickets, Dennis? 20 bucks at the door or go to Mosh Ticks oh, or Ticket Tech. Bargain. Already. Amazing yeah. value. Look, Dennis is going to be joining us until 8 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, can we, can and we finish with the Raiders now? <laughs> yeah, no, we're done. Yeah, I think we're done. We're I think everyone's done, done with the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> and right after this, we're going to be talking about Women's Round and Women's State of Origin. This is The Back Row on Triple M Sydney. This is The Back Row with A.H. Rose and Dennis Carnahan filling in for Chris Gale on Triple M Sydney. And good news for the state of New South Wales. Origin wasn't a complete loss. Today at Wynn Stadium down in Wollongong, the women's team um, smashed Queensland 22-6. to That's right, A.H. After 17 years of heartbreak, the Blues are starting a new dynasty in women's state of origin. We won the origin for the first time last year. And this year we've backed up two in a row. Before that, we'd never won one. The Nelly Doherty Cup. And a big shout-out 
out to winger Jessica Sergis, who got a hat trick on her New South Wales debut. Yeah, teenager as well, teenage debutante. Oh, there you go. Good yeah, example. Uh, just six games of rugby league. Oh wow! Under her belt. Wow. Yes, this wow. was her sixth game. Wow! What a what a what a what She's a played Oztag. future prodigy. Mm. Oh, Oztag it breeds the champions. Yeah, Eight thousand yeah. fans were out there before the Dragons game today. That's a thousand more than the Roosters and Knights got on Friday night, which is yeah. pretty damn impressive. The whole hill was uh, apparently full out in the beautiful wind state. This is your just favorite for the state? origin. My favorite. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, this is for the for the uh, for the women's uh, interstate championship, I think they call it, but it's yes. the state of origin. Yeah. New South Wales scored five, outscored Queensland five tries to one, yes. and Wollongong girl Kezi Apps, love nice. dearly, was named Player of the Match. Um, look, and this is a really great thing to happen in women in league round mm. because you know if I can get on not a high horse but just maybe like take a little step up for a moment like I actually have really conflicting feelings about women in league round as a woman in league okay I think it's a really good thing I think it's a really good way to recognize and celebrate the work of women within the game whether that's you know the mums driving little Tommy and Joey to training every Saturday morning or you know I mean right up to to admin level to you know to someone like Raylan Castle to everyone working I think it's really important um and to show little girls watching on the telly that there is room for them in this game because I know that we're supposed to be all chirpy and positive during women and league round but let's not beat around the bush boys there are issues surrounding the game or ingrained into certain parts of the culture that make it inherently unwelcoming to women like look rugby league sets my soul on fire the only thing I love more than rugby league is my family mm. but there have actually been a few times over the years from, you know, something was in, that was in the news and the way it was handled or even um, treatment that I've experienced personally that had honestly made me go, I just can't do it anymore. Right. I, I'm done. I'm out. I can't do it anymore. And that's such a heartbreaking thought to have to entertain. Like, Dennis, you remember when we were... Oh, at- I remember. Yeah. Yes. Dennis and I were at a game last year um, at, at Coggera. It was uh, the Dragons smashed the Raiders. And, and it was, the lights were out. The was, lights They smashed the Raiders in Golden Point extra time after the whistle had gone. Wow. Yeah. Well, and yeah. It, that was the game where half the lights were out in Coggera. Right. And I ducked out at halftime for a, a Siggy in total darkness. And I got, I think the, the phrase the police would put to it, I didn't take it to the police, but I think the legal phrase for it is indecent assault. Yep, right. that happened to me yeah. at a game while, you know, this guy who came and did that, while all his mates were laughing right? Okay. kind of thing. And then, ju- and so I came back to the seat, I'm shaking. Mm. Um, anyway, and so, so, but then, you know, we get all this stuff happening in the news and everything as well. So something like Women in League Round is a great start. Yeah. Because I'm not a female fan, I'm a fan. Right, right. Agreed. And this game, we need fans. We need bums on seats. We need mums who are going to keep letting, you know, little Johnny play Mm. instead of seeing stuff on the Mm. news and going, no. So it's a fantastic thing to show representation. Representation matters, but it's a start. Yeah. Mm. It's just a start. And I don't want to see it being the kind of thing which it can often be of like something goes wrong and it's like, oh, but we got a women in league round, you know? Yeah. I don't think it will. I think it, it, it's, it has to be viewed as a start only. There's no yeah. way it can be viewed as anything else. And I do know, you know, I'm going to shout out to Michelle Kelly from the Ask with Magpies. Great. Michelle, she turns up every week. She organizes so much stuff for them. Her kids haven't played for years. Like she's just, she just loves it. And in women in league round, quite often she gets picked up and taken off to, you know, today she would have been watching the Eels win at ANZ and she just, she just loves it. She loves the footy. And she's always doing something, going to functions at this. And so she views it much more. It's a celebration of the fact that it is that women are there. Yes, exactly. And and that's an important thing to do because it hasn't been done before. Mm. Um, so it's not just that. But as you say, with, with trying to change the culture and make it more open and inclusive, um, you know, yeah, clearly ne- ne- more needs to be done. Yeah, I mean, let's get the women's comp going. Look how amazingly... 
uh, the New South Wales team play today. Oh, I thought you were about to say the AFL women's conference. Uh, yeah, so did I. <laughs> well, that's true. It's, it's, you know, bums are going on seats there. It's going yeah. well. Yeah, it's working. But um, because the thing, if you've never seen a women's game, those chicks play hard. Yeah, yeah, they play hard. They play they so play hard. hard. It's yeah. incredible footy. And anyone who's seen a match of the women's nines can attest to that. Yeah. It is incredible footy. And I don't see how anyone can argue against having more games to watch. No, well, I agree. I've had really. a broken rib watching it. It's <laughs> tough. Yeah, they do play hard. Firstly, let me just say, when I ever leave uh, the stadium down at St George's, not to have a ciggy, it's usually get some of that cheese toast across the road at the Sizzler. Yeah, it's gone now. But it's gone oh. now, so I guess I'll just resort to ciggies. But uh, no, I agree with everything you're saying, AH. I think it's a good thing uh, that we have the round and say that it is important that you know the, the female audience of Rugby League is welcome and, and, and mm. is here to stay. And I, I say growth all the way around because I come from the Bulldogs where Rayleigh Castle came in oh, to the incredible. Bulldogs and raised... Pretty much overnight, the female membership of the Bulldogs by about 33% in her first year. So, I mean, and she, she, she was such a huge uh, conduit for the Bulldogs to become more of a family club and get out of those, you know, those darker times that people kind of looked at us at. Look, as... I, ha- I have a little secret, which I think you might know um, about the Bulldogs. Oh, God, I thought Because they you. have had a, a, bad, uh, a bad rep. <laughs> the, the Telegraph said that they're, they're a bad audience. Yeah. You know, and, they, they, and there's a few idiots in there that do stupid things. Absolutely. Um, but I had a sneak inside view from inside Brutus last year. Right. I spent time inside Brutus and I so badly wanted a GoPro. Brutus is a, is a Brutus mascot, is not mascot. just a dog staff member. No, no, no. Brutus is... <laughs> I, I was Brutus last year. Wow. How's this? That, that's that might be that's amazing. And I was walking around the crowd, and it was, I did feel a bit, uh, I, I had to say no for the Raiders games. Right. But, oh, okay. Interesting. But it was like walking around the crowd, all I was doing is greeting, high fiving, and, and <laughs> these enormous 24 year olds with horrible beards walking up and going, boo, give us a cuddle. <laughs> and just seeing them as big kids. Yep. But seeing how much, like in the 70s and 80s, they were called the family club. I was looking around the, the crowd, walking around. It is. It is. There yeah. are so many mums and so many little girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are the, the proportion of women and girls that go to Bulldogs games that are Bulldogs fans is massive. And I'd say it's bigger than any other club. Yeah. yeah. And we need to get it happening across clubs. And so I guess my suggestion to you, my plea to you for Women in League Round, for you at home, take your daughters to games. Sit your daughters on the telly to watch the games with you um, because too often it's like I, I wasn't raised watching the game and it didn't even occur to me that I should get into the game. I, I, I had to put effort into yeah. deciding to start following this game about six years ago because mm. I thought that I would love it. Don't make it just a boy thing. Bring your little girl. Buy yep. her a jersey. Talk to her about the game. Um, anyway, we'll be back with some jokes after this, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> this is Triple M. This is the back row on Triple M Sydney. Yeah. We certainly weren't just caught off guard by Felix saying that we have to talk now and (laughs) stop talking about a particular knob that was on the telly last night. (laughs) This is the back row with A.H. Rose and Dennis Carnahan from Rugby League, the musical, filling in for Chris Gale, who is away this week. And behind us on the TV screen, a very sort of... um, You know, because sight gags in radio are great. There's a, a very sort of strong limber man... Going along a what would you call that? Like he, he's hanging off a, a net, a net. I call that net. an obstacle course. An I hate no, Okay, right. <laughs> net was the word I was looking for, like a hangy thing. Um, because of course, if you were listening last week, you will know that we're very obsessed with Australian Ninja Warrior and insist on having it in the background. Yeah, look, there's a lot of televisions here in the Triple M studio, which is a big step up from the garage I used to do a podcast in six months ago. There's lots of televisions, and we usually have them on uh, uh, Australian Ninja Warrior. Now, we've already talked about how we're not huge fans of the commentators that are on Ninja Warrior. We think Roy and HG could do a way better job. Mm. But or in- Dan Ganane. Dan Ganane, yes. Oh, he's fallen in the water. That's not what he sounds like. <laughs> Honestly, I would listen to Dan Ganane call 
anything. I would listen to Dan Ganane call like a, an elderly fun run. Well, we can't make it up the warp wall. What a disappointment. That's not what he sounds like. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> But anyways, we've we've discovered that watching it on mute in the studio with a bit of, uh, uh, you know, uh, Foo Fighters or Chili Peppers blaring in the studio really gets the blood flowing. But my big problem with Australian Ninja Warrior now is how short the season is. They've just revealed now that it's only like a three-week, four-week season mm, max. That's a quarter length of the Chasers season yeah. here on Triple M. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've been to Bondi. They've rounded up all the guys that, that spend the time on the fake Venice Beach. We've run out. I think that's the problem. There ain't none left. Right. So you think after three, four weeks, we've just run dry any Pretty athletic much. person in this Pretty city. Much. Right. So I think I think people are, are, are loving this show. People want yeah. more oh. Ninja Warrior. Oh, so, yeah. oh, guy almost stacked it. They really got invested. It. <laughs> uh, look, people want more. Four weeks is not enough, uh, Channel 9. You've got to do something else, and they've got to do it soon. I think if that obstacle course is still there on Cockatoo Island or Ninja Island, as we like to call it now. <laughs> always was, always will be Ninja yes, Island. Ninja Island. I think a celebrity ninja, Australian Ninja Warrior has to be right around the corner. Guys, thoughts? Sure, why not? Who would who would you like to see in a celebrity ninja warrior? Celebrity ninja warrior. Wow. Mm. I for a celebrity Australian ninja warrior, I want to see like um do you know what? I want to see Gordon Tallis. Gordon Tallis? Yep. That's a good one. I'd like to see Do you reckon he... they'd have to take their shirts off for it? Uh, uh, we could probably make that a rule Great. or something. Okay. No, I want to see Gordon Tallis. These guys haven't no. seen Jackie Howe on. Yeah, but... <laughs> I, I'd like wow, to see Hugh really Jackman. what he's doing right I want to see huge. Hugh Jackman have you a go. Yes. Yeah, I want to see Hugh Jackman, you know, dressed as Wolverine with the claws <gasps> and everything. With the claws, yes. <laughs> there might be a bit of a hindrance because you know they're not real. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, spoiler. I thought they were made of adamantium. They're very real. Yeah. I, I also maintain what me and Chris have been saying for weeks that I, we would love nothing more than to see our very own AH Kaylee run the course. <gasps> yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We just got to make you a celebrity. Put me somehow. on there. I started. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Oh. <laughs> Triple M Sydney, AH Rose, and Dennis Carnahan filling in for Chris Gale tonight on the back row. Chris will be back with us next week. He's, he's in Hawaii. Um, Hawaii. Hawaii, apparently loving a Donovan Ooh, Frankenrider. <laughs> To my Wayne's World. Look, we're thankfully, I think, nearly done um, for the night, which means, of course, that it's time for Back Rower of the Week. Yes, this is the part of the show where we elevate someone, something good or topical from the week that was into the back row of our ideal rugby league team for some reason. Hmm. Andrew Rose, do you want to go first with your back rower of the week? Should should we? Do we want to, we want the guests to go first? Do you want to go first, Dennis? Dennis? I'd be delighted to go first. Go on, Dennis. Oh, I'm going to put a big shout out to uh, Brian Polchak. Mm-hmm. Brian Polchak. Ah, uh, yes, the Brian. The painless pole. Brian is a, a dentist. <laughs> the painless pole. Oh, he's That's, a dentist. He sounds like a boxer uh, or something. Just described loop. <laughs> <laughs> the painless pole. He's Polish and he's painless. Oh, right. And he, I was on a rugby league musical, went aquatic last week. I was playing on a cruise. Oh. And uh, boy, howdy, I got, a, I got an abscess in my jaw. Ouch. And oh. two nights at sea with an abscess. Rum won't cure it. Codeine oh. won't cure it. Nothing will cure it. All it's going to cure it is someone digging into that tooth and ripping the stuff out. Wow. Went to Early Beach. We were there, and uh, whoopsie daisy, there's been a cyclone there, so the two beachside dentists have been wiped out and they Wait, haven't rebuilt. A, a recent cyclone? Cyclone Debbie. Oh, yes. summer. Yeah, they haven't rebuilt since I think that. I dated oh, her once. Right. And then, uh, oh, Lord, chicks, am I right? But it, but yeah, sorry, Cannonvale. I thought you meant more like a last it, weekend. No, it was six months ago. Right. Yeah. At Cannonvale, there was Brian Polchak, the painless pole, and he came in, he dug out the abscess, and he gave me 
relief. Now he sponsors the local rugby league relief club. From oh, the oh yeah, pole. the painless pole Good gave man. him massive relief. Mm, so my back row, that he was solid, he was dependable, he was everything you want in a back rower. Oh, nice. And he was painless, and he fixed my abscess. Oh. Love you, Brian. Oh, perfect. <laughs> he got the producer Felix to give approval. It's the sound of Dennis's teeth being tooth being ripped out right there. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> uh, well, I'll, I'll go next because my uh, my one's a, a little bit of a somber one. I, I've got to make my back row of the week this uh, this week. Chester Bennington, the lead singer from Lincoln yeah, Park. Of course who unfortunately passed away this week. Now, look, uh, being a 32-year-old man, when Linkin Park first came out, uh, I was a teenager. It really grabbed me. I was at the right age for that to be grabbed by. And uh, look, besides uh, Linkin Park uh, uh, and the Deftones, they were the only the really two bands that came through the new metal age and survived and were able to reinvent themselves as a band. And it's very sad to see Chester go not too long uh, after his good friend, the, the lead singer of Soundgarden, passed away as well. So, um, you know, uh, uh, thoughts go out to the band and the family of Chester. They, they were a great band, Linkin Park, and still writing great records. Uh, and uh, we love you, Chester. Mm. Good stuff. Look, and if you are struggling with um, depression, anxiety, or anything sort of regarding your mental health, the number for Beyond Blue, the support service, is uh, 24-7. So as in it's open 24-7. The number is one three hundred double two four six three six. Also, if you're in more of a crisis situation, the number for Lifeline is 13 11 14. Whack it in your phone. Nice. You might need it. Someone else might need it. Good call. All good. So look, my back rower of the week, um, I can't go past Hodco. Yes, Trent Hodkinson. Yeah, who uh, he he took yeah. a uh, a girl from uh, Newcastle. Yes, um, or Curry Curry, I think it was. Yeah, who has a, a terminal illness, and he took her to her school formal. Yes, which was absolutely. It's beautiful, beautiful, Go gorgeous Hodko. stuff. Yeah, he looked gorgeous. He looked like a prince charming in that suit with the big long jawline, and she looked so oh, happy yeah. to have. He looked like have... a Disney prince. He did look to like a Disney, Disney prince. princess. It was mm. fantastic, and I think it's kind of reinvigorated Hodgo a little bit. Are they, they all cheered him when he came off training earlier that this weekend. Oh, absolutely, and then. West yeah. League's bought the Knights on the yes, back of it. Like yes. everything's, everything's happened. Go, yeah. Hodko. Yeah. So good on you, Hodko, for taking 15-year-old Hannah Rye. She has a Ewing sarcoma, um, oh. and it is a terminal illness, uh, to her school formal and giving her just, just the absolute best time. What a bloody legend. What and he got an absolute round of applause when he came out onto the field this week for that game against the Roosters. Mm. So good on him. Yeah. yeah. Nice one. Good There's stuff. some solid back rowers. The painless pole. Applause. Applause. Felix. Applause. Dennis looks so confused right now. Dennis looks so confused. It's an in joke. I wouldn't call it. It's an in thing. I don't think it's a joke. Linger longer. Linger longer. Look, uh, that is the show. Uh, And next week, uh, we'll be joined by friend of the show, Steve Mascord, whose new book, Touchstones, is making huge waves in the rugby league world at the moment. Pretty much. uh, It's quite funny. We're going to be interviewing him every time I turn on the radio. It's like, how good is Steve Mascord's book? Because it is. He's killing Um, it. He's, He's coming to my show on Friday night. Where isn't he? Well, and of course, Dennis Carnahan, uh, Rugby League the Musical, is having its um, mid-season review at the Bridge Hotel in Roselle this coming Friday, Friday 28. Tickets are twenty dollars uh, on the door. All mosh ticks. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. I'll tell you the one place Steve Mascord isn't this week. That's in Hawaii watching a Donovan Frankenrider concert. Shout out to Chris Gale. He'll be back next week. Yes, Woo. absolutely. So look, I'm A.H. Kaylee. Andrew Rose, final thoughts? I am going to the LCD Sound System concert tomorrow oh, night sick. at the Horden. I cannot wait. Daft Punk is playing at my house. If you're there, come say hi. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Carnahan, do you have a final thought? I forgot to tell you that we do my, this bit. My final thought is that if Chris Gale is a kind of a gag when you go to Hawaii, you get those flowers put around your neck. It's called a lay. So mm-hmm. while he's getting laid in Hawaii, I've got You'll a be getting laid. Tonight. <laughs> and I'll oh be in God. Early Beach. <laughs>
canal therapy in Early Beach. I thought, oh, okay, I thought I was fine. I'll get you one day, Carnahan. We'll be readying our podcast extra right after this. Subscribe to the, uh, the Back Row Catch-Up on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app to get access to that. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Back Row Catch-Up. Hear it live on Triple M Sydney, Sunday night, right after the footy.